0: With the crazy world we live in today, many of us seek the adventure of the unknown. Join us everyday Aussies from
1: all walks of life, share stories from men and women of all hunting camps. From tips and techniques to the emotional roller coaster ride of fulfilling a lifelong dream. There is a
0: story to be told by all. Welcome to Hunting Camp Down Under.
1: Get it all in, can you get the bear shit, can you get the bear and everything? Or? Yeah,
0: yeah, got it all in, got it all in. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. We're clear uh, recording. This is on. You're live now. We're uh, under camera. Um, I've got a. This is my first Skype one. Is, no, it's not Skype. It's Zoom. We're doing it on Zoom. We tried before with Skype. Do you remember that? We're using mobile phones to try and make it happen. Twelve months think, ago.
1: Yeah, now I think I we did it, and it stuffed up. Yeah. No,
0: no, that was at your house. No, we tried again. After that. Remember? Anyway, yeah. I couldn't get that to work either, but we're gonna get this one working.
1: I think so. Well, I have well it's working so far, so let's keep yeah. rolling with it. Yeah, yeah. Have you got have you got the button? Have you pressed record on the button? Oh yeah, we're just, live now. Look, I'm not at yeah, you sure? Like just can yeah, you yeah. double check it? I'm only I can't, just, I can't tell. There's a little red light <laughs> up in the top corner.
0: Look, third time's yeah. a charm. <laughs>
1: yeah, apparently,
0: I, I. I've got um Jason Spencer with me. I got that right, didn't I? Yes, you did, mate. That's yep. your last name. Yeah, that's how I got you saved in as my phone off, and I don't have anyone's correct names in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't know, Jason also runs Hunt, Catch, Cook, which is um, uh, hunting, catching, and cooking whatever you hunt and you catch. So that's um, exactly right, mate. Yep, for sure. That's pretty much it. So you're a, you're in WA um i'm in new south wales and like we mentioned this is we have tried this back in december 2019 or is it january i can't remember january 2020
1: it could have been yeah it was uh, you were over for christmas so yeah i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it could have been uh yeah maybe maybe it was january January
0: because the fires had locked me out and i was trying to get back to work but i couldn't get out yes and i'm leaving the next day and i'd come over there and you put on a pretty mean spread of like all your all your small goods and (laughs) smashed up all your food stayed in your house we went through all your you showed me all your your setup for your your programs and your recording and everything and um me being challenged in the department of technology had plugged the
1: the mic into the headphone jack (laughs) (laughs) i understand i understand understand that mate look it's you know it's a technical issue that could have. <laughs> I've had a, quite a laugh over that, eh? Like sometimes I told oh. people, and like that—that that went on. That was like probably was one of the best, best podcasts I've ever done. And believe me, I've done a heap of podcasts. And um, yeah, you know, I always talk to people. I love talk. That's that's my passion. You know, catching up with other people, like-minded people, and talking about stuff you love. There's nothing better. And to top it off you put on a good feed and a spread and you get stuck <laughs> into some rums and it just flows it's really really yeah, yeah. good and i enjoy it and that went on for three hours and i'm like hey mate how good was that and you're like yeah that was great and then it's like oh fuck <laughs> I <laughs> I was got, was got, yeah, yeah we we're both there but we we're like oh we haven't even like, got time to do it again it was like wow, 12 wow. o'clock it was like 12 o'clock and like well, i've got to go you had to drive back the next day or something yeah and um and like, can we do it again? Like, no, we can't. Yeah. All right, anyway, so we tried to line
0: it up, and I'm like, yeah, we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it. And I've just been letting you down every time.
1: Now, that's be... you know, that's that's fine, yeah, that's fine. We I have completely
0: finally back on completely... we just <laughs>
1: let the suspense build, yeah. It's when I forget your name, then I you yeah. know it's too long, it's gone too yeah. long, yeah start no, calling you something that. else but mate it's great just well i'm seeing you but it's great to see you. it's great to talk to you again it's good to be on yeah. the podcast thanks very much for getting back to me mate
0: oh that's that's all right it's um overdue <laughs> like we said but um anyway that's um no here nor there now so um
1: fantastic yeah anyway,
0: how, how have you been so why don't you um so for anyone who doesn't know you um off any social medias or any expos or anything so what is the essence of who you are in regards to
1: Hunt Catch Cook. So not get, not, not yeah. the history,
0: just just
1: yeah. your thing. What's your thing? Okay, so what hunt catch cook is all about is eating everything that you kill, basically. So if you're gonna take something or if you're providing meat for your family, try and use every part of that animal or fish, or try and get the best out of it you can to provide for your family. So hunt, catch, cook can be Um, you know you you come home with something and you say well I don't know and that that was the whole principle of it Um, I just thought you know back in the day and I'm not going to go into the history of it because we'll get along with that in a minute but it it became a given for me like it it just I kind of knew how to do it and then um, you know when social media first kicked off and this was way back in the beginning um, I, I was looking at you know hunting pages first starting up and people are um i've just shot this rabbit what do i do with it or they're catching a fish what do i do with this fish and i like that's for me in the back of my mind that was kind of um i don't say it was terrible but i just thought wow what a waste there's so much more you could have done with that um and i would um yeah and i would think wow, what if i could show people how to do that um so that was the principle of hunt catch cook was um to to just and I was at, back in the stage. I don't want to go back into the history, but back into the stage, I was working remote on mine sites, so I was pretty bored um, in that sense. I you know it was always working home of an at camp. Yeah, you just yeah. sitting there at camp. Yeah, so I didn't want to get stuck into that vicious triangle of going from camp to the wetness uh, to work back to camp, wetness work. I didn't. I was trying to get out of that triangle of just wasting all my money on uh, down at the wedding, You know. Yeah. Um, Although you have to have a social time with friends and stuff, and I'm a pretty social guy, yeah, but you, you um,
0: sort of sink, You can get to a point where you can sink ting six to ten beers every every day at the wet mass after you are that, That's right. having a feed, yeah. So, that, exactly and, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: and it becomes habit. And I just I was trying to break that cycle at the same time, uh, and trying to give me something to actually think about other than work twenty four seven being at work. So, you know, there's guys going to the gym and that, and I was still going, you know, i go down and do a bit of exercise every now and then. Or, you know, there's guys, oh, you want to do this? And oh, yeah, right. But it was still fairly boring. You're still remote and you're still working at remote. So that was the avenue that Hunt, Catch, Cook was trying to go down. And then in the back of my mind, I thought, well, this could kind of um, fund my hobby as well. Although I didn't really care about the monetary value because I was working away. I was, you know, the money was all right. But the idea was more of, um, breaking into that area of just showing people what to do with what they've got. And I thought it might, it might go somewhere else. Just see how it goes. So that was a whole, that's the whole um, breakdown of hunt, catch, cook and how it developed or, or in my mind, how it was going to develop um, that I could, I could teach people something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you have, yeah. So it started out as you, you, you it was second nature to you that you want that's how that's what you're doing you're wasting so you saw an opportunity to to come in and now it's stepped up to a point where it's um subsidizing yourself with with what you can well not so much with covid um and the loss of your shows but now it's it's a lifestyle as such you you, your name is you're it's a thing you're you're a thing now that you you get hired and 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 you've got to uh, two books. You got two, yeah, two, yeah, yeah. Books so yeah.
1: yeah, that was part of the process, right? And and I'll I'll go down that avenue in in the history of it. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I'm I'm currently writing my third, and I say currently writing my third. My first book took me probably six months to write, and um, my second book took me I think uh, uh maybe a year, just over a year. My third book I think it's been three years now. So and I'm still <laughs> talk and I'm still talking about it. Although it's right here, it's in my desk, it's all in front of me. I think I've got all everything. It's just I was actually this Last couple of months, hoping COVID was going to hit me like I was going to get, and COVID, get a bit of time at home. Yes, I could sit down and actually write my third book or, or put all my third book together. i ninety 99% done.
0: Well, you, you had a, a miss, uh, not a misfortune, an unfortunate event at work, which has put <laughs> you on your ass, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh not you tell so, everyone what you did before one of your bigger adventures? All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, I'm not, not proud of You're supposed to be doing quite a considerable amount of
1: kilometres on foot in yeah, a week's time. Yeah. So in a week's time, I'll go to the Northern Territory and I'm going to hunt the Territory on foot um, for a month. One so, yeah, at this time, <laughs> I might be either riding a, I don't think I'll ride an electric bike or, um, yeah, I could be just hopping everywhere. But um, so I was at work and, um, well, it wasn't work. I was at I was at a workshop. Um, it wasn't work, but I consider it to be work. But yeah. Um, and I was doing a um, a job for a guy in this um, in this workshop environment. It was out in, the, in a in a yard um, in, in probably out of metropolitan Perth, and um, I was oxy cutting a drill rig up. And um, I was I'd got to um, everyone had like left, and I was by, I was by myself and um, just oxy cutting it up, but just kind of rolling back again. I think I've been through my third or fourth mobile phone doing these sort of jobs. I'm a boiler maker by trade. And um, it was it was just it was good money. So I I thought I'll just leave my um, my mobile phone in my bag over over on the bench there, and I'll be well, out you, in the yard. End up,
0: they end up bra- yeah I'm the same. I'm constantly dropping you or breaking. Break them. yeah you drop them all them, yeah. the
1: time. You drop in yeah. oil. You break them. You sit on them. You smash them. Yeah you're, you're leaning on something. goes in your pocket and it yeah and melts you catch fire. Screen. Yeah yeah yep yeah. <laughs> um, steel fibres. So I left it and I'll just I've done it. You know, a million times before, and I, I'd walk back and check my phone, and yep, no problem. Anyway, I was oxy-cutting this um this drill rig up and uh, heavy steel and that, and I, I oxy-cut this beam down the back of the drill that that connects to pretty much connects the drill um, together, and um, it, it fell down. The, well, half half of it fell down, so I went and oxy-cut the other half, and the whole beam just come down. It was probably a ton and a half, two ton. And it hit the ground, no problem at all. And then it fell forward and fell onto my foot, and punched through the top of my work boot. And um, the oxy had gone out. And I'm like, oh, it's gone through the top of my boot. It's crushed my foot, like completely. I could. It was. I was 99% sure it was broken. Like that, it just crushed. It was a ton and a half two ton. And it was the same. It was pretty much the same as a car parking on your foot. You just can't move. And um, it missed the steel cap. Yeah, as as it does, the perfect steel cap always misses it. Punch through the top of my foot, um, and I'm like, you know, yell out a few times, "Fucking Jesus, fuck!" You know, and, I, and the oxy's gone out, and I'm like, ah, oh. I'll start the oxy again, and I'll just cut through this big piece of plate, which is, um, it's probably got to be 75 mil thick for people that, you know, want all the details, and 300 mil long, so it's it's a fair bit, uh, and then the length of the bar would have been, oh, probably. Uh, two metres, two and a half metres. Was, it, was, it was fairly big. And I tried to lift it up. You can't lift it. It was like, you know, have you ever tried to lift a car up? You just can't lift yeah. it. So I thought, right, um, my phone's over in the bag, my work bag. That's I can't ring anyone to come and help me. Um, I'll just start the oxy again and try and cut my foot out, try and cut cut through the bar so I can lift something like a little bit lighter up. Uh, that didn't happen, right? So the, the oxy was out. Um, my flint gun was my no, gun was about two metres away, yeah. Oh, and so shit. it was a spanner. So I'm stuck, right? And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Um, I'll throw – there was a little bit of um, rubber burning under the drill. So I'll throw my oxy over to the burning stuff and the gas will ignite and I can drag it back and it'll be ignite and then I'll set it and then I can start cutting. So when I threw it over, dragged it back again, it didn't light. So I thought, oh, what's wrong here? I haven't got enough gas on. So I dragged it back. The hose was burst in the oxy. So the oh. gas was coming
0: out.
1: <laughs> <Nice>. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, like, ah, right here. I'll dig myself out. Like if I dig down deep enough, um, I can just pull my foot out. Uh, so I grabbed a little bit of flat bar that had been cut off and that bent. Trying to, I was trying to pry that up, It bent. So I started digging. And it was like, I'd been there probably half an hour digging, and that I was getting, I was just hitting rocks. Like, oh, I couldn't dig, it was just hopeless. You're and that you're and in was a hard stand
0: or a lay down area that's heavily compacted. So,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, huge. Yeah. Like, it's compact, solid, solid. And it's yeah. like, yeah, just just trying to scrape concrete wasn't happening at all. And I'm like, this has been about half an hour now, and um, I'm losing feeling in my foot. Like, yeah, I could feel it, just like it was losing blood. Well, losing feeling anyway, it's going numb. I'll just yell out, but it's a outer industrial area of Perth. No one around after hours. After hours, like dark, and I'm yelling, mate. I'm yelling top of my lungs, help, help me! For some unknown reason, this old bloke was walking past and and heard me and come in. Um, I said to him, mate, it's broken. He was in broken English, older bloke than that. And I said, mate, hop on the foot. He come in and he didn't name it because it was right. It was really dark. There's no lights at all. And it was really dark. And he was scared to come up the back of the yard because he didn't know. He thought it might have been a trick or something, you know. <laughs> so, he, so, so he rang the ambulance straight away. He just heard the help rang ambulance. And I'm like, don't worry about the ambulance, mate. Come and give me a hand to get this thing off, you know. I said, jump on the forklift and drive the forklift. He said, oh, I don't know how to drive the forklift. So I said, I'll teach you. I'll teach you how to do it, <laughs> bud. So anyway, he's hop on the forklift and I told him how to do it put the key on and everything turn the button yeah and so he reverses it straight into the fence i'm like oh fuck i'm gonna be here all night <laughs> anyway he moves it forward and i'm slow down you're not the one that's hurting mate i am gotta, just slow down in a second yeah yeah slow down and just listen to what i've got to say so anyway and i thought this is cool because it's this is my teaching again you know i'm teaching somebody how to do something this is really good although my foot was fucked. Um so he came forward and that and lifted it up. And then he went forward again and it dropped back on my foot. I didn't get my foot out in time. <laughs> oh, no. so the second time. And I caught him a few fucking words. Like, yeah, you A few C's and that. And he's like, oh, I just said, settle, settle down, mate. If it wasn't hurting the first time, it was fucking hurting the second time. I said, just settle down, mate. So he came in there and he just, it, well, got it. i have trained him. Come on, mate. Bit, bit more, bit more, bit more. And he got it up. And I, right. I got my foot out and I went right, fuck off. <laughs> Go <laughs> home. <laughs> I kind of didn't even say, I think I said thanks, but I can't remember now. I was just like, okay, you can fuck off now, mate. And I jumped on the forklift and drove back into the workshop and put the fork down and hopped off. And as soon as I drove past the ambulance, because as the ambulance pulling in the workshop and um, the ambulance driver yelled out, oh, is somebody here stuck? I said, yeah, it's me, mate. I'll be back in a minute. I'm just washing my hands. So I hobbled into the... Um, the showers and that and, and wash my hands and come back out and um he said i think you better sit down mate there's a bit of blood floating around here on the floor and the, <laughs> the, the forklift looked like a murder scene mate it was just there's blood all over it so yeah i am um, off to the hospital and yeah got stitched up and x-rays and everything so i haven't broken anything but um yeah she's pretty swollen and it's pretty buggered but and i also um i, I haven't dislocated i sprained my ankle trying to get my boot out like just the first reaction was just pull it out as, yeah. as quick as you can. If it wasn't coming, pull it harder. And I've stuffed my ankle up. So you're, it's... you're gonna
0: walk around. You're gonna walk. Around, you're gonna put a moon boot on to walk around up there.
1: <laughs> no, mate. I've got it. I'm talking here now with an ice pack on, yeah. under my office. Yeah, under my office desk. I've got the ice pack on, and um, I'm keen, mate. There's nothing going to stop me. I'm. I'm going. I'm yeah, going to no, the NT. you.
0: Throw the beers and then ask you to put your foot in every night. Yeah, that's
1: right. Just stick it in the um, the rum cans. Yeah, just stick yeah. stick the foot in there and just yeah try and try and empty it. So um, that's my dilemma at the moment. Um, what, and what and you... the last? Sorry, no, you're, no, you're right. Well, the last dilemma was um, I was going on a hunting trip with the boys and I was at a barbecue competition and and um, and bugged me knee in eight places or dislocated in eight places. So I did uh, like that. I don't know, all the bits on the side of the knee and under the knee and the kneecap and all that. Yeah, that was a bit crazy. So I was in like a, a brace for a couple of weeks while all the boys were on a hunting trip, hunting goats and stuff in the Northwest. So uh, that's, yeah, my, um, the bloke that I was working for said he was going to come around and uh, with one of those sage sticks or something and sage me. He reckons I was bad luck, but <laughs> I, don't reckon, I don't reckon it is, mate. I reckon it's not. But. So there you go. Yeah, you so that's, drag, that's me. digging de- around. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it'll that's been deliberate
1: at the moment. It'll be easy to track. It'll be like yeah. a skip
0: mark when you drag yeah.
1: it around the whole well, one. Yeah, one shoe and the other bit of be drag marked. We'll yeah, you'll be going around in circles because of the way you <laughs> <it works>. look. <laughs> we're like a speedway car, right? Eh? <laughs> Just go, yeah, one tyre big than the other. Yeah. Oh, but, so what um, if you're going you're
0: gonna to take on a bit of everything up there. You're going to hunt some pigs, some buffalo, scrub bulls. Yes.
1: Um, so what we're doing, we'll hunt all the way up. Um, going into Catherine. So we'll hunt all the way up. So from Northwest WA, um, first one will be goats. Uh, If we see any goats, we'll stop and get a few goats. Um, And it's pretty much a meat collection time, you know, so um, we'll get goats, uh, camels, donkeys, uh, through up through Derby, um, some pigs, and then we'll keep going, maybe a bit of fishing if we stop um, and then go up through Catherine, um, do some um, buff. um, There's, I think there's donkey up there as well. Um some pigs, we have got a pig place sorted out up there as well. And uh, it's mainly buff really, that's all I'm going up there for. Uh, yeah. And then hunt all the way but hunt all the way back and, and just do the same thing on the way back. Um some barramundi because I haven't been I haven't caught barra uh, oh, yeah, up yeah. up there so um yeah, I want to I want to get into some barra. Um or well, I caught them down here but it wasn't the same so um that sort of thing, uh you know, if we stop at uh, some cherubim, some mud crab um, yep. I love it's the everything. muddies. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's so suck um, the life out of it. Yeah. Well, eat, you know, eat on the way up and eat on the way back. So I've it's got great. taken a whole heap of um, stuff with this cooking gear, and yeah. Um, the guy that I'm going up with has just got all his car sorted out. So UHF and and um, you know, he's got all the all the aerials and stuff. So they'll get reception and stuff. So I'll, I'll um, I'll try Is and he, do as much a, as I can.
0: Got a phone booster on there, has he? Got yeah. one of the yeah. cell
1: fire units to increase. Yeah. The- yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll you. try and do um that way then I can still do live videos up there and that and I'll still yeah. try and try and do a little bit of a blog going up so people can see exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Um you know locations and that won't be that much but they can still see things I'm I'm taking and then things the way I'm cooking it. Um yeah. if I do catch something or if I do want to start chop something up um and it'll be all the bizarre bits and pieces like I um you know I'm taking spices up I'll cook buffalo tongue curry and and that oh, sort of yeah. stuff I'll, I'll yeah. take hearts out and uh you know livers and straps and you know yeah. I'm all for that I'm all for just using bits and pieces and people oh you know what do you take that shit bit for but I'm I'm kind of all for doing that sort of thing um and just showing people that the things you can get out of your yeah the, yeah. the more you can get out of you you catch or kill yeah where did
0: where did um so going back so what do you remember so you must have started this kind of thing if it's in 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 you did you start early on cooking what you shot like as a kid did you did your your dad or your grandfather or your mother etc did you get encouraged from the beginning to cook what you'd shot so the history yeah
1: yeah so the history of hunt catch cook right so this is where where it starts for me so um we had a little bit of a hobby farm out of out of what was, was the of suburbs of Perth at that stage. It was back. I was born in Kelmscott in Perth and um, which is now a suburb of Perth and they wouldn't even call it the outer suburbs. So in a little hobby farm there um, and, uh, you know, we had other farmers around and would visit farms and go away and stuff. And we had a little beach house uh, in Mandra, down South of South of Perth as well in WA. So, um, you know if we weren't out shooting rabbits or trapping or or messing around as kids so a couple of older brothers and uh, we went out hunting or or something like that uh, you know it was only mainly rabbits and stuff back then the occasional I don't even think it was the occasional kangaroo but it was mainly just rabbits and stuff um, we'd always bring them home um, and, and mum would cook them up so dad would, yeah dad would know how to skin it and, and stuff he was a farm boy and always brought up on farms and and stuff. So it was just you, you see what he's doing. But mum could make um mum could make a cake out of shit. She really could. She was a brilliant cook. She would turn anything, you know, leftovers into such great feeds. And um, you know, we had a hobby farm, so dad would kill his own sheep, own cows, um, you know, kill for other people as well. Um he had that he grew up in that farming mentality, but and always use as much as we could out of our home kills. Um, and yeah. so you, you you're basically brought up around that. And then come age of 16 um i went to agricultural college um, down in southwest wa and it was more of um so you're going in as a you know 16 15 16 17 year old um and as a as a young teenager like that it's um you know there's a, that sense of um you know i'm better than you sort of thing that sense of hierarchy in in school yeah, yeah. you know you 10 11 and and, uh, you know, we bought ferrets um, as pets down there and we'd keep them in, in school and we'd go rabbiting and ferreting and that and um, diving for marron in the creeks. We'd, oh, come on, on weekends and that, when you're back at school, you've got nothing to do. I, I bet go. you never did it out of season either as a kid. Uh, no, of course not. We had to wait for the season. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'd get up to a heap of mischief, mate. You really would. And the local rivers, and you'd always, you'd be trapping stuff, you'd be setting up traps, and then you, you're working like um, – you know metalwork and stuff. Oh, What can you build at metalwork? Let's build a trap. We'll build a fox trap or a pig trap or we we'll build some sort of trap. That, that's and then real, you...
0: real like real hunt hunting type. Yeah, farming, growing up, doing that. Yeah,
1: it it, it, it was basic the basics. You know, we still had uh, foot foot old traps, and um, we'd go yeah. out and set traps on weekends and stuff. Um, and, and you bring all the rabbits back in the kitchen stuff. We, we'd clean them all up. So we'd learn, and you'd learn off your mates. Um. You know, because they're all country boys, you'd learn off them how to clean, how to skin, how to gut, what to look for. And that just gets instilled into you. And that sense of, um, you know, that that competition sense of 16, 17 year old boys full of adrenaline and fucking hormones and just wanting to catch and and cook as much as they could. And you'd be, you know, proud as punch, mate. When the the kitchen staff bought out bits of rabbit, you'd be killed. You'd you'd just top shit. And, And Marin and stuff, we'd cook them up on weekends and stuff. It was fantastic. And that, that went from, or from there, I left there and went into an abattoir, um, and was a training manager in an abattoir down south for a little bit. Um, before I thought, nah, bugger this, and, and took off and, and did an apprenticeship as a as a um, vehicle bodybuilder and boiler maker. So that's pretty much how um, hunt, catch, cook developed. You know, even from then on, um, living by myself, I was always out hunting, um, not as much as I am now. So I'd occasionally go hunting, and uh, you know, got my gun license as soon as I could. Um, my brothers were always um, you know, oh, come on, we'll go for a shoot, you know, and we'd go somewhere and yeah. shoot and mainly kangaroos and rabbits, uh and that sort of thing. We never really ventured into anything, you know, really crazy. Um there wasn't there wasn't it wasn't a great
0: deal of like now in South Oz you've got a couple of species of deer. There's there's a few that, good yeah. spots with goats, you got camels. Uh not in South Oz in WA, in southern WA I mean, but back then yeah. there would be no deer. A few no, goats. there was a-
1: well, yeah, plenty yeah. of emus, but you can't. But know, even then, um, there wasn't there wasn't plenty of emus. You just didn't hear about it. although no. they're probably probably there. You know, people were farming deer in WA. Um, you really didn't hear about it, and they were probably there. Um, yeah. But they they weren't when you're growing up, and you didn't know any different. That's um, you, you do what you know pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, until you and, and social media, you didn't learn off social media. You learned off word of mouth and hanging out with people or joining clubs or that sort of thing you know and i join an archery club and you you know and i end up giving that up but you join a you know club on or, or this and that and yeah you do see it but you never go and hunt it or, or you you might yeah. see it across the road and you think oh yeah well, well that's pretty cool um did,
0: did um one thing there you when you your mum cooking stuff well is what i would say is a because my you always have meet people who have fond memories of food so my Grandparents, what they ate versus what my parents ate versus the next generation down. So you have fond memories of eating wild game or homegrown, homegrown food. So I didn't eat. I got homegrown foods. We used to kill our own pigs and sheep and and yeah, cattle. Yeah. But I don't have any of that fond memories of eating any hunting. We did, I didn't hunt much food until later, late teens or whatever to shoot deer. But that that would help that that memories of real good feed and then your mates cooking it up and, and growing up like that would definitely help.
1: That's right. And, and, um, you know, mum, mum was really good. And and people say, oh, uh," you know, um, i say to people that fond memories um when it comes to food you can always remember f- um you know memories are, are associated with um Smell your or sense taste. your sense is yeah. exactly right taste yeah. if you taste something it'll take you straight back to that time that first time you tasted it or if you if you walk down the street um you know it's like anything there's smells associated with certain places um you know yeah. you walk past something you go oh man that smells nice or you might drive past a a burger shop and you smell a burger and you go oh that smells all right you know it was like that you were at home and you you'd smell something cooking and you go oh what's that mum she's oh it's you know it might be deep fried rabbit or something you'd be oh man that's cool that smells beautiful that's part of the that enforces or instills it into your memory you know so that's where um that part of hunt catch cook's important well it, it, it's instilled it's burnt into you like it's in the hard drive
0: yeah yeah there's probably um, that's that's where you're with your your program if you're not your program you with home scats cool if you if you can get getting other people to do that with their kids raised up on eating that they work on and then they'll carry it on if it becomes that that thing they do that oh yeah. dad used to cook this or Mum used to cook this and then it's like, oh, I want that again. Oh, the opportunity is there to get it. Um it, that that's that's a a good way to and, and it doesn't have a lot of people have that, oh that tasted like shit because it was cooked wrong the first time they tried something. So it taints it forever. You always hear that about deer or that gamey meat when yeah, in, yeah. in reality it's not. It's it's, it's not a gamey meat as far as gamey meat goes, like ducks, ducks are gamey right.
1: Meet. Yeah. So um in that sense, fast forward to, um, hunt, catch, cook, um, you know, it really didn't develop until I went on site in my working career. I started working on the mines. Um, and it didn't really, um, it didn't really, um, develop until, um, I was in a sea container one time and, um, I was welding and we'd been rained off and I, um, as a baller making, and it starts raining, you can't uh, weld outside. So I was sitting in there, it was that night shift and, and I thought, I wonder how I could show people, um, you know, on, on Facebook, how I could do hunt, catch, cook and, um, you know, show people. And I was going home every day, just writing recipes and, uh, messing around back at, back in my room. And, um, and then I thought I'll start a Facebook page and it, and it just kind of grew from there. And I had some guys from New Zealand, um, uh, give me a call and said oh we're, we're doing a video um a pig hunting video we want to um it's turned into a hunting video we want to come over to Perth and we'll fly over to Perth and you do some cooking on your time off and, and we'll put it on the video you know I said yeah cool that's excellent no worries so really it, when I uh, they come over and he introduced me at Uncatch Cook and um, I think it was um the pig hunting DVD I think they're still running I'm not too sure but um with Brendan Kallas. he's really really nice people but um when they come over, he's, he's, at the end of the video, he said, oh, and uh, that's Jason Spencer from Hunt Catch Cook and um, keep an eye out for his cookbook. And I'm like, my jaw dropped, hit the floor, and I went, fuck <laughs> I haven't got a cookbook. <laughs> and I spoke to him, I said, I don't have a cookbook. He said, well, you better get one. So um, I went to see a publisher. I already really, I had um, notepads full of recipes and stuff for what I was doing, and um, I just went and see a publisher and I put it together. Probably It took me six months to put this book together. And um, a few of them started selling in that, and and my um, publisher helped me out. He said, you know, this is what you've got to do, and you, you've got to start, you know, selling your book. Yeah. And um, I thought, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do that. But um, Sporting Shooters Association were doing their um, Shot Expo, um, the Sporting Shooters Shot Expo, and it's been around Australia a few years ago before COVID. And um, I rang him up and I said, look, I, this is me. I've got a book, and um, I'll do um, – if you can give us a booth – um, I'll cook on stage for you for nothing. That's, you know, I've never been on stage. I, I would never fucking clue, but I knew how to cook and I was confident I knew what I was doing. And they yeah. said, no worries, no worries, mate. Come along. So I I did the first one and um, they said, we want you to travel with us um, do the whole lot of, all over Australia. I do every one of them. And uh, we want you to show people how to use their game because what we just saw was fucking awesome. And I, I was like, I was stoked. I was like, yep, that's cool. Uh, I can do that. That's no worries at all. So I continue to travel around Australia um, cooking on stage for the Sporting Shooters Association of Australia, and they've been a sponsor for me for some time now. And um, I've met some of the most beautiful people doing that and absolutely amazing, passionate people that are willing to just love what you do and 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 they're all about it, you know, and it's great. I love it. So that's really where it's it's – and it's gone from strength to strength from there. Um, I've offered them something and they've offered it back to me as a reward. And um, like I I say, you know, the the motto for Hunt, Catch, Cook is um, reward will always outweigh the effort. And if you can put an effort in to show people what you do, then you'll get a reward back for it. And I I always do it. And I'm I'm keen, you know, and that's how I I roll. I I put an effort in and I'll I'll do something for someone and, and it'll get rewarded in the end and yep. i even teach that i instill that in my kids as well i, I say to them kind you just got to get up get to put an effort into it and it'll come it'll come yeah and it's good and um and and that's the development of hunt catch cook so um i, I wrote the the first book um had the first book out and it was really successful and um and then uh a the couple of years after that i was still doing the circuit um for expos and shows and stuff and they said um you know what's new and i said oh, i'll write another book just for shits and giggles but this this time i want to write it based on kids and, and kids recipes as well um, it's something that you know that's what it was all about it was about showing kids how to how to get into it and, and introducing yep. them into, into game meat so i did that and that was that was just as successful as the first book so it turned out really so, well so and, what are
0: the what are these books called so people want to want to order them or do
1: they go to your website if they want to get them yeah so um with with the um with the books um i I opened a website as well um, and put both my books on my website so just to make it easier for people to order and uh, my first book is just hunt catch cook um and the second book is um passing down tradition so uh, like it had been passed to me so I, i did the same thing so um uh, just basic recipes that kids might like. Um, some kids look at it and go, oh, that shit." But you could you can develop my books um, through just normal meats, um, as in beef and beef and sheep and so forth, or pigs or whatever. Or you can yeah. you can use it in or chicken, uh, or you can use it into wild meats. So you can any, anything you like in that sense. So it's pretty cool. So the um, website is www.huntcatchcook dot com dot and that's where you can get my books from and um i'm currently writing you wouldn't believe it currently writing my third book however um as i said the first book took six months um the second book probably took a year a uh, year and a bit and this third book's taken me i think three years uh, I, is it because um i've put more care into it i'm a little bit more um you would you would more, have realized the mistakes,
0: or you would have there's imperfections you want to fix. So you're being the more you're right, the more you'll be. This one's got to be perfect. So taking of more course, care. yeah,
1: yeah. You, you judge yourself. The further, you, the more you do it, the the more you judge yourself. But however, I never really set out to, uh, you know, make any money out of it, or it wasn't a monetary thing. I didn't really do it for the money. It was more of just doing it to help people. And I kind of, I guess. You know it that's what it is um, that's what it is now um, and, if it you if it
0: consumes such large amounts of your time you it's it's good to help people it, to giving time is at everything you can give time's the hardest thing to give
1: so exactly if you, right if you're yeah. giving
0: your own personal time like um talking to someone about uh, donating people um now feel as though they're slightly entitled i donate to this i donate to this and then they'll in my opinion waste a lot of time on meanless shit the yeah, best, that's the best right, yeah. you can think is 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 give people your time it is regardless of value so if you're giving your time you can't give it all so you have to be remunerated for some of it so you're giving you you there's probably a lot of time that you give to this which passes on to other people learning but at the same time you do have to be remunerated for your time because eventually it overtakes all your time off.
1: Well, so- that's exactly right. That's hundred percent right. And just recently well, come uh, on August the 27th this year. So um, I've had this lined up for the past two years and because of COVID it's, um, it's kind of knocked it on its ass, but um, the Dargo uh, land care group um, over in Vic are having a, they have a, every year uh what do you call it venison it's like a venison field day sort of thing they, they a venison workshop or deer workshop i think they call it i'm not too sure but the the land care run it and it's non-profit and um i got hold of them i was talking to uh, one of the organizers and i got hold of it and um and they said to me um would you come over and do it um and i I was like yeah cool i can do that and i'm i'm happy to um come over and donate my time and do it for nothing if you can help me get over there you know, most of the time I've got um, over a ton of cooking equipment, um, all my gear. Um, I take someone with me um, to help do all the setup and, and um, you know, run part of the stuff with me. It's a big operation to cook on stage. Um, just one person, you know, the the difference between me and, and these cooking shows you see in um, on TV is I don't cut to an advert. Um, I go straight through and cook a couple of meals.
0: You've got to get it all smit because you've got you're like a restaurant oh, provider where oh, it's got to be cooked
1: in time for people. Exactly right. And you've got yeah. a certain amount of time to cook something. And I can't piss you around and say, okay, um, I'm just going to put the pasta in the oven. If you can all wait here for an hour until it's cooked, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. be fantastic. People want to see results and they want to see it bang. They want to see the magic straight away. And um, and that's what I do. And, you know, these I'll do a basic, um, you know, just for instance, uh, venison liver pate. Um, something a little bit different and, and it works out well not many people use the livers um and, and i'll cook it up for them straight in front of them and 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 pull it out and a few biscuits and people are like oh wow i didn't know you could do that with a liver i usually do it with wild pork um but on the eastern seaboard it gets a little bit funky because i can most people don't eat pigs over there just you no. know they're worried about disease yeah
0: the um i was just well, looking it up so there is quite <clears throat> they haven't got the uh the it confirmed for the date, but it's the, the Dargo Venison workshop it's called. There you go. Yes. Yep. So there was you and um Beyond the Divide and Paul Bogues and someone else yep. and the taxidermist. Yep. Yep. So it's a pretty good lineup of um deer people there. So some, and, some, and cooking and people who do it all the
1: time. Yeah. Some so. popular some popular people going eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh and the people in there
0: you'd you'd have some pretty um Pretty experienced hunters showing up to that in the boot, like that, probably shoot hundreds of deer a year. That, oh, yeah, I that's didn't, right. Didn't know I could do that with it. <laughs>
1: and, it, yeah, yeah, but here comes here comes Jason Spencer from WA. That, that hey. yeah, most of our deer have got big humps on their yeah, back, you like, know, and, and run around a desert. What,
0: what does he know about so, Samba?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, exactly right. Um, you know, I have cooked Samba before, but I've been to shows in New South Wales and bought whole deer home on an airplane, but, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. I cut it all up at the show, and then packed it all into fridge bags. And both myself and my brother carried like, and we had forty kilos each of hand luggage, and yeah. put it in the put it in the plane, and bought the samba home. Yeah, and no, and I think yeah, it was beautiful. It was yeah. oh, it was beautiful, mate. It was absolutely. But I don't waste things, you know. I said, "Oh, what do you want us to do with this, deer? I'll just throw it in the skip bin. I'm like, like hell. you yeah. saying this is going back to Perth, and yeah, yeah, the whole lot just got. Put into bags and taken back that night. Taken back how on the
0: flight. You, how did you explain that when it did you debone it? Like when it went through the um, when you went through the X-ray machine, did you? What, what was it like? What are you guys serial killers?
1: What's the go here? So no, no problem. Look, you know, I just I say it's dear, but you know, don't yeah. worry about it. But it's not in business. It's, in, <laughs> it's, all it's inside it's like, the country. It's all right. What, no, what, yeah, what I do is I call it food. Oh, it's just food, mate. Yeah. oh right it's, just, it's a roast yeah. yeah if we want to go into detail i will give my business card so look this up on facebook yeah so yeah. um it it's like that you know i've traveled to um america with um i had 10 kilos of kangaroo and travelled. this is back in the what it would have been 90 what are we now so yeah it would have been uh 2000 so is, around, it, is, that, around about is
0: that when you went to hunt your bear is it that yeah that's stage? what
1: I, yeah so that's when i got the bear yeah so i went over there to see a mate and um yeah he said oh can you bring us some of that kangaroo jerky you know that's beautiful And i went, yeah no problem so i've cryvac'd probably 10 kilos of kangaroo um it was it was 10 kilos cryvac so to get that was probably oh, 50 oh. yeah yeah it's probably like 50 kilos of raw meat to get the 10 kilos yeah, yeah, cryvac. Yeah. and um laid it all it looked like blocks of hash by the time i cryvac'd it all <laughs> yeah. And put it all in my suitcase, and I get to um uh, Texas and um Fort Worth at the airport. And I pulled straight aside, you can see as my case went through the they just like jumped on me, boom, mate, come with us. And I pulled it in, they lifted it up and go, What's this? And I said, It's jerky, mate. Oh, jerky, wow. I said, Look. <laughs> I'm happy to give you half a kilo. Oh yeah, they were love loving it. Like yeah, okay, no worries, All right,
0: Carry on, man. Keep going. Such so, if, if, you, if you're a drug dealer taking drugs to America, wrap it in jerky.
1: Make it jerky. <laughs> put, put stickers on it because I had stickers. I went down to the butcher shop and, and got some stickers, kangaroo meat, and and all the um, you know. So it, was, it looked legit. legit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it actually looked legit, and all the price and the weight on it and everything, and stuck them all to the um, stuck them all to the bags of jerky. Yeah. And as soon as they saw it, they're like, Oh man, that's cool. Can we have some? I'm like, Yeah, no problem. And it's yeah. good. I'm like, oh and they help you straight away. You're straight on the plane, no problem at all. Like off yeah. you go, get your yeah. passport stamp.
0: They love it. I remember traveling over there, you pull into a servo, and it wasn't even in packages and servos, it'd
1: just be a jar with big yeah, speakers, it's just share. Right?
0: Yeah, you just pull box, them out yeah. like straight yeah. out and start eating it straight away. It's
1: fantastic, awesome. yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. So um so you know that's you-
0: now, what are you, with that, oh, you're going with that jerky and bringing the meat over um, with that the hunt. So every time you come over, do you take deer meat back? Do you try and-
1: I, I try to, yeah. It, it, well, everywhere I go, if I, um, for instance, if I'm going over there and doing a show, I'm usually cooking um, and I'll give them, res- I'll send them recipes in advance and people will source the meat for me. Now, if there's spare meat, uh, or if there's meat left over, I'll bring it home. Like, I'm not throwing it out. Um yep. you know, because it's got to be it's obviously got to be certified meat, um, you know, to give it to people. So I'll, I'll get them to source the meat. Um yep. it's all above so it's all above board, I can give it to a crowd. And um, but if there's yeah, if there's meat there and it's left over, I'm like, yep, well, I'll do it. No bloody problem at all. Beer.
0: You're looking at most things nowadays is bloody thirty bucks a kilo for anything.
1: Exactly. Exactly. If you can eat it
0: at home, it's just payment. It's just another. That's just that that was yeah. It was just yeah.
1: Yeah, it was just cream on the top, so it was good. And and I take I I I hate wasting stuff. I really do. I'm like yeah okay. I'll take it. No problem at all. And yeah, I'll get home and. you have lots of freezers in your house. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. There's quite a. few. (laughs) There's a number. There's a number of freezers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But saying that, I haven't been to a butcher shop in. It's it's coming up. 11 years now yeah since i phys- physically walked in and bought meat in a butcher shop um and, and i've got no need to like i have um and i was I actually having a look back through um facebook just before you we, we started doing this interview and i thought since the last time i saw you what have i done since then and it's just all hunting and and you can see it through my Facebook all my cooking and stuff and, and Instagram. I went through all my Instagram posts and I've done quite a few things, I, you know, cause I was the age old question, what do you, what have you done since we last saw you? And I'm You're like, oh, shit. I've, I've yeah. got to try and remember what I've done. Um, you know, all the hunting pigs and, um, you know, there's been a crab season in there. There's been, um, a trip Northwest. I bought home eight mud crabs, uh, on the plane again, went mud crabbing and bought eight live crabs home and did, um, a just cooking mud crabs for a couple of weeks. Um, You know, I got I bought uh, like fifteen kilos of prawns back on the plane as well. We caught prawns up there. <laughs> You're like um,
0: one of them Asians who bring all their food. Over you there. know, you see it on that. Yeah, you know, you see <laughs> on, them, on them shows on <laughs> TV. On that shows, you open it up water. and they got yeah. They've got and all this dried yeah.
1: shit. No one knows what dry it is. <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not. I'm got live <laughs> stuff. I can <laughs> meet yeah. You're like the and, lizard um, that they, they they put inside a cast yeah, of fire I'm, not, I'm not trying to smuggle anything. I've got anything <laughs> hidden inside me, just yeah. my guts. And um yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's and that's what I, I I went up there. Um this was a little um an event that I got invited to in the northwest of WA up at a place called Point Samson, and it's really renowned for its fishing. It's a beautiful little spot. And uh, it was for it was an event, charity event for uh Police Legacy. Um, mate was a policeman up there and um, I've had lots of mates at a policeman and, um, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about helping um, things like that. And he said, come up and cook for us for, um, for the event. It's called Desert to Reef um, and it's from in the Pilbara area right out to the reef, all the, that Pilbara police district. Um, there's been a lot of um, they've had some bad accidents up there that have taken policemen's lives and stuff. So he runs this every year this uh, fishing tournament up there, and um, I went up for the tournament and um, as the cook. So I was cooking um, prawns, and this is a funny story, man. Oh, the guys from uh, All Four Adventures turned up, Jason Simon. They they driven over and and they did a segment up there as well, and I I cook for them. Um, I cooked uh these prawns I got a heap of prawns and and I thought to myself how am I going to cook something different out of prawns that these guys are going to like that they don't usually get so I've chopped all the heads off the prawns and um snipped all the horns off and what this is this is beautiful this is original prawn crackers right you get the heads dust them in some seasoned flour lots of paprika chili um some onion powder some garlic powder and just toss them all around until that that sticks to it all that um all the crumb all, all the flour right. all the flour it's just flour and spices and then yep. straight into hot oil and they cook the prawn heads and they come out like crispy chips absolutely beautiful and everyone's like oh wow what are these now this is awesome is it some prawn heads <laughs> <laughs> no wasting it. no wasting yeah it. so i'd take the meat home and have that prawn cocktails and that at night in the yeah, the <laughs> caravan park <laughs> and I'd give away all the prawn heads and <laughs> like you can't do that that's bullshit i like yeah. why not yeah i can you gotta, and it you was gotta good. be
0: different you gotta be different yeah and,
1: and it was good people were people were holding people actually you know people once you taste it once you get over that barricade of oh i don't like it yeah it's it, out of your comfort zone you try it and you go shit that wasn't too bad that was yeah. actually pretty nice and i never ever thought that i'd end up i, I, I saw it and a I'm never, ever going to eat prawn heads. That's just ridiculous. And when you know how to do it, and you cut that horn off so it doesn't stick in your throat, yeah. and you deep fry it, it's like a crispy little chip, and it's, oh, great with beer. It's yeah. fantastic. Anything's good with beer, but this is really good with beer. <laughs> and, it, and it just crisps up like a chip, and, and you wouldn't well, know it it's a morning. It'd
0: make the shell a uh, uh, brittle, crunchy in a way, and the guts like are just scribble su- nothing. Yeah
1: like oh, yeah. super crispy the, and the head's all flavor it's yeah. all flavor yeah it's just all and it was great and i took yeah and i took the flesh home and then cooked it and i yeah raw <laughs> p- 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 cocktails battered prawns it was fantastic yeah and give but everyone is, the prawns you, you had yeah you got to do something
0: different because it like and that, that was say, that's a very limited, yeah and then, it's a limited product The old prawn you can you can carry what yeah. it, it's, it's a, But, yeah, no one would eat corn. It's pretty versatile. That's right, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, and then during the day, I went out, I I become friends with a couple of good coppers or my mates' mates uh, on the station, and I went out with them. And uh, they were just hanging around. They didn't go right out to sea because they had a little tinny. So, they were just hanging around the estuaries. And I ended up catching the biggest mud crab there. One of the mud crab the competition oh, right. like yeah so yeah, went up yeah. or not the whole comp didn't win the whole comp but i won the biggest mud crab the court. biggest uh, crab yeah 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 so it's now sitting up on me wall i got it um i bought it home got it taxiderm yeah and it's sitting up on me wall it's a giant it's great so um yeah that sort of you know that's what i do that's that's part of hunt catch cook it's, it's about um you know stepping out meeting people giving them some ideas helping them along um you know helping charity i don't mind Put my hand in my pocket and giving charity a hand or giving stuff away. I don't like giving stuff away too much, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You, gave me, you gave me a big slab of jerky. I felt a bit guilty. Yeah, yeah. The podcast didn't record, and I'm, like, I'm eating really <laughs> jerky all the way home. I'm like we
1: didn't even get anything in return for this. I just got- no, I <laughs> it's don't. The pleasure I don't of my company. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's what it's all about, mate. That's cool. That is really cool. Well, speaking yeah. of
0: that, I think, like I was saying, you also have stickers as well. And last year, in the rut. I had. I had Graham with me uh, going hunting and we're we'll filling the car up with fuel, I think it was. And i am seen this fellow. He had some hunting stickers on his car. And, and see, so he was looking at Graham, like, I know that bloke, I know that bloke. And he came up to me and I'm filling the car up and he's like, is that? And then he stalled and I said, yeah, that, that's Graham. And he goes, oh, no, is, is, where did you get that sticker from? And it was your hunt catch cook sticker on the back of the car. <laughs> He might have thought
1: Graham was me.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know how to how to answer
1: that question. <laughs> but he's but he's like half the size. Maybe he's like a mini guy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh no, he knew. He's just he but like conveniently your sticker was there with a. I can't remember which one it was. I think um something about the vegetarian. I'll keep my
1: meat in the fridge. Which one's the? It's got the hair uh, on it. Yeah. The um I like vegetarians. My freezer's full of them. Yeah, that one,
0: yeah, that's what yeah, I had
1: on there. Yeah, uh, he he yeah. used it as an icebreaker, and you know, <laughs> came out of the servo anyway, and was like, "Oh, yeah, you are on the Graham." <laughs> Fantastic, but I've um, Graham's <laughs> a really yeah. nice guy. He's, you know, that that sort of people like Graham inspire me. Um, you know, I meet mean, in the hunting world. You meet a lot, a lot of people. You know, I've made a lot of really good friends um, through hunting, and it's taken me so many avenues. Um, and people like that, when you start, you stop and chat to them. Uh, and they work for what they do, you know, they, they, they keep working and they love what they do and they're passionate about what they do. And people like that inspire me and they give me motivation. Um, mm. and I, gen- I like there's those, so many
0: genuine, I, I don't know if I could, you can't stereotype us as hunters, but the majority of hunters I know that I know well enough are hard workers they're yeah. hard workers they they in life they work hard in their jobs they're not yeah. lazy they're like like a, a large majority of of generally and it's the good hunters who who are good good people to talk to male and female they got really good work ethic and life ethics like that's right it's it's consistent through our, our, us as people it yeah, really that, a they rest- consistent trait
1: they respect where their food comes from, you know, they've got ethics to go out and get that food and so forth. And that yeah. that's why I'm really passionate about that in that sense. And they're, um, you know, I, I get fairly upset when I see, you know, people doing ridiculous things or, you know, that fact of trying to destroy hunting or, or giving it a bad name or taking, you know, even to take ridiculous shots at animals and then, you know, put it on social media and yeah, yeah. those, those, those cowboys that think they're better than they are, um, you know, yeah, travel it's
0: around. It's it. great. It's stuff like you can show your inner circle mates. Look how much I stuffed this up, or something. But that's stuff we can't afford to let. You can't out. afford we, to have it. You yeah. can't afford to have uneducated people seeing that stuff because it could be their first impressions. That's exactly yeah. right. You'd With, rather see. At, you'd rather see them cutting a big chunk of slab of meat out, which is pretty graphic. But if they're going to take that home chuck it in a meat bag and that that It looks quite graphic, but you never hear people arguing over a, a bloody photo of someone holding a big slab of meat. It doesn't that's seem right. to work. No one ever argues that one. If they're holding no, a trophy, right. like a deer, that's a bit of a messy photo or or a trophy pick, a grip and grin, people just, just argue it. But I have yet to see, except from extremists on social media, you don't get any of the fence sitters arguing over a bloody photo of someone ripping out a backstrap they just never yep. do they got
1: nothing to they got nothing to argue against nothing to they got nothing to say you know and I, that's exactly right i'm um when you know eat these vegans and extreme vegans now i'm good on them um that's what they do that's their passion good on them keep it to yourself and and show your people how good you are but yep. if you want to argue if you want to argue or protest with me just stop eating because that's all yep. i'm doing i'm just feeding myself and i'm feeding my family and i'm showing yep. people how to do the same thing ethically yeah. and um, and, and it kind of shuts them down a little bit in that sense. You know, I've had a lot of people, I shot a, um, this was a number of years ago, I shot a donkey in the Northwest and had a photo of it and someone picked it up and it went uh, global. And I think it was the day before Christmas, I had a 3000 messages of hate, like personal messages sent to me, 3000. I was trying to answer Holy them all on my phone. Shit. They'd actually... Um, started a petition at they said or oh, um, sign this petition at the local police station to have Jason arrested so and for shooting a donkey right feral donkey well, I signed it myself thinking I hope I'll get arrested yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> because that's just how silly it was like, this would be yeah, so yeah. good to get yeah so good to get arrested yeah it'd be fantastic so I was trying but it didn't work they just, they're just fear mongering people that yeah. just are un, uneducated you know and all as i'm doing they'll always be there they'll always be yeah yeah and all as i'm doing in that sense is just taking um i'm feeding my family i'm i'm taking the meat and i'm using everything i can to do that and showing people how to do the same thing so that um the bear you got in the
0: back do you want to run us through the bear hunt you did before in our last thing (laughs) yeah okay so um a few few things happened on
1: that trip Oh yeah, it did, mate. Yeah, it did. And remind me if I have if I skip something, I think I've told you the story before. So well, I can't go back remember and... I can't remember it in detail, but I know there was a so um this was So
0: I'm looking, we're looking on, on this uh meeting. Jason's got the bear in the background. Looks like it's reaching for his head. It's like <laughs> an attack yeah, mode. Had...
1: Yeah, I've had it um i got it chest mounted yeah. when I was in yeah, when I was in Michigan and um then brought it over. So um the story of the bear. I um when I first got married, uh, I was what 21 years old. Got married and went on our honeymoon um, in Cairns, up in Cairns. Uh, for the people that are familiar with Cairns, there's a, um, a cable car that runs up into Coranda. Uh, I think it's called Coranda, and uh, in, in the in the daintree up yeah. there, yeah. And a, a train that runs back down. So you do a tour and you get the cable car up. That was fairly cool, and I think there was a little station halfway up. Well, that's where it was. There was a stop off, and you hop up and walk around some trees and that, and have a look. And that was pretty cool. Anyway, I was standing in line. This was on our honeymoon. I was standing in line with the new bride, and um, I happened to the guy standing in front of me uh, had an accent, and I'm like, "Hey, how you doing, mate? You know, how you going? Oh yeah, I'm good." And he's with his accent and stuff, and uh, his bride was with him, and um, he was over on a on a trip. Uh, around Cairns, and then he was coming back over um, to Perth the week after. And I said, oh, yeah, that's good. We're from Perth. And um, and we started talking, getting to know each other. And um, we had a, a book to go out to dinner that night uh, when we got – we were all going to go out as four. They're really nice people. And um, and that didn't happen. Uh, the missus got crooked at the time. I was spewing. But um, I said, listen, when you're in Perth, um, as soon as you jump off the plane, just give us a yell. Um, saves on – like you're travelling around – saves on um expenses just come and stop with us it's great you yeah, lovely people arent we? we got spare rooms and stuff you can stay with us and use our house as a base and that we don't care you know we we're on holidays as well on our honeymoon oh yeah okay so he came um lo and behold we we get this phone call when we're home and that and everything settled down hey we're at the airport cool come out and um and collect him the conversation during then um you know got into the american accent and i said oh you, everyone in america must hunt Oh yeah. Big on hunting. We hunt this and we hunt that. And talking us, he said, Oh, do you hunt? I said, yeah, yeah. I, I do a bit of hunting. You want to come out and we'll shoot a kangaroo. Oh man. And that was, he was absolutely astounded that, Oh, you can shoot kangaroos. I said, yeah, I'll take you up the block, mate. We'll just, you know, you know, the kangaroo. And we'll, yeah. Okay. So I took him out one morning and, um, took him out for this hunt. And really, It was just go out and shoot a kangaroo, a bloody shoot a bit of dog food, you know, at that stage. And, um he shot this room. He thought it was fantastic. And it fulfilled for him what he the thought ultimate, was a lot. <laughs> the the ultimate, ultimate Australian. yeah. Well, the ultimate, tro- not trophy, but his long-life dream was to shoot a kangaroo. Lo and behold, I didn't know that. You know, people have long-life dreams of, you know, one day fighter jet or something, you know, be a fighter pilot or some shit. His was to shoot a kangaroo. And I'm like, <laughs> cool, mate. No no problem at all. We'll just nail 20 last <laughs> week, you know. So, look, took him out there and he shot this kangaroo and skinned it. And I cut it all up and took it home, and um, most of it I made jerky out of. But I cut some steaks off, and, and that night we went up and had a barbecue up um, out the front. Um, it was pretty much overlooking Perth, at that, and um, and and they were absolutely astounded that we've just eaten this kangaroo and that fantastic. And it, it was, he was, he said, "I owe you," you know. And this was, um, you know, back when I was I was twenty at the time, so. Fast forward, you know, he, he'd gone home and, and we'd kept in, in touch phone calls and, and letters and photos and stuff. The kids growing up, and and um, you know, I'd gone off to work uh on the mines and uh flying Qantas every time you jumped on an airplane, you're flying Qantas, so you're getting frequent flyer points all the time. Lo and behold, my 40th birthday, I end up um, you know, my 40th birthday's coming up, I've got 180,000 frequent flyer points in the bank, and I'm like. I tell you what, love, you know what I'm going to do for my 40th birthday? I'm going to go over and see me mate in Michigan for a hunting trip.
0: 20, and she's years, like, 20 years later.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm got, I've am i got to do it. It's a lifelong dream. And he said he owed me one, so I'm going over. And she's like, oh, what about me? You know, I said, well, it's not your birthday. It's <laughs> fucking mine. So, so I jump on the plane. I know it's a bit selfish, but... Um, yeah, she's good. Me ex was. Good. She's fantastic. She is still fantastic. Dumb lady. Lord, he's
0: not married anymore.
1: That's right. <laughs> but that's coming. Hold on a minute. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'll go over there. I'll take a month off of work, and I'll go for a month to hunt uh, white-tailed deer, um, goose, and we'll go up uh, upper peninsula in upper Michigan, North Michigan, pretty much North America. Upper peninsula, we'll hunt bear, and. Um, the, the bare scenario is, um, you know, log cabin out in the wilderness, uh, you get up in the morning, um, you cut a tree down and you drag, or sorry, the night before you cut a tree down and you drag it around with your F-250 ute around as many tracks and pathways as you can in the wilderness, hours on end, drinking beers and playing country music and stuff and Yahoo and a Nihar. it's like kind of like the Dukes of Hazard. You're going about that fast, there's beers going everywhere and, you're dragging this tree behind you. Yeah, you know, oh yeah, okay. So then you go back and and you play cards and drink more beer and light the campfire and stuff. Get up in the morning at a sparrows fart, probably four o'clock or five o'clock, put the lights on, load the hounds up on the back of the on the back of the pickup truck, uh, load the load the rifles and pistols in and um and go looking for bear. And what happens? Uh you'll see with the with the headlights of the car, you'll see where the bears cross the road pretty much is that why um, you
0: drag the tree to, You drag to the tree yeah to, to smooth, smooth it off, it off. The snow. to smooth it yeah. off
1: even if somebody drives along um you know the middle of the tr- they've driven they, down the track you'll still, and the arc- yeah. 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 you'll still see the time yeah yeah will still see the time marks but you'll still see the bear running across the time marks and they get yeah. out and you know it could be old uh you know it could have happened at in midnight it could have happened just as soon as you drag that track a bear might have run across it so depending yeah. on the time
0: but the dogs will the dogs will have well, this they'll, they'll the
1: dogs yeah, dogs will still scent that bear. Doesn't matter what time yep. it's gone across, says they'll still scent it. So you could be running all day after this bear, after the dogs. Or you could yep. be running for five minutes. It doesn't matter. Uh, and you know, you cross creeks and you cross you'll you'll run forever, man. You'll be running after these dogs. You know, some people run after and you'll you know, somebody else will bring the car around and to the next track and then you'll, you know, swap over and one will run. Is it in uh, yeah, public public the- or private? Was it in state
0: No, this forest? is all this is all state forest. Yeah, this is all public. Yeah,
1: yeah public hunting yeah. you know there's other be- other people out there but you need you can't just turn up and do this you've got to have permits uh you, yeah, you've got to yeah. be in a lottery and and draw so you know it's pretty lucky to get a draw for a bear but it just so happens that and they had like we had six tags for bears and we only got one or two out of yeah. the six um you know you don't always fill your tag and we're out there most of the day and sure enough we treat this bear and um I was right up with the bear and hey I see like, you gotta shoot the bear and I was like yeah <laughs> so we pulled out this 44 magnum and shot the bear I shot the bear with this 44 magnum pistol? handgun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How far and was dropped- how high was the tree? Well it just I kind of went halfway up this pine tree sort of thing, it was about 10 meters off the ground when it, when yeah. I was running after it and um yeah it jumped had up you on
0: practiced it. with the pistol before this because it's not the easiest yeah, thing in the talk- lot, yeah. shoot
1: with a pistol. Like, no, it's not. No. So I had like you said, Oh, how good are you with a pistol? And I've done pistol shooting previously before I got to America. I knew oh, you know, right, just yeah, yeah. I messed messed around. I said, Oh come, on, we'll go and we went over the road, you know, at where he lives, or out right the front of his house pretty much, and and shot pistol for a couple of hours. And he said, yeah. Oh, yeah, you'll be right. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. I was hitting the hitting the gongs, you know, 10, 15, 20 meters, no dramas, 30 meters, yeah. still hit, hitting targets, hitting dinner plates, sort of thing, you know. He said, No, that's yeah. okay. And even even when we're up there in camp, we still mess around at nighttime with pistols and stuff. Um, you know, it's just part of their, it's what they do. It's yep. just part of the part of what they do. So um anyway, I shot this bear and um and it fell on the ground and, and old mate runs in and and shoots it a couple more times in the head to make sure it's all good. And um, yeah, and it's basically a like pig hunting, you know, and you gather around, and take a few photos and stuff, and then the hard work is we dragged this bear back to the car, and tied it up and dragged it back through the bush. Um then you take it back to camp skin it or and then we have to get um its reproductive organs to within I think you got 72 hours to get them to the warden you have to the game warden um to you know do, they do all their stuff with the reproduction organs doesn't matter what it is male or female you take the take the organs back um cut it all up uh, that night I ate the heart um uh, or, or we packed it all sorry we packed it all in it was pre- pretty much the last day and um or we went went around to another bear camp now, there's bear camps all over the place. You know, we went to their place, had a feed. They just shot one side, a bit of um, bear there as well. And then, then drove back another seven hours, drove back home. And um, yeah. And that's where I um, ate, ate the tenderloins. Um, yeah. And it's hard as well. Um, yep. Some, some brook trout, some moral mushrooms. Um, you know, you just live like a <laughs> king over there. It's just yeah. fantastic. Everything you've hunted, everything in the bush. Yeah. You know, it's like a, a it's like five star it's absolutely yeah. amazing and that kind of instilled in me the whole hunt catch cook thing as well you know that's that's just planting seeds for me that was just working you know that was in the back of my head yeah that's just working its magic that's one day that's what we should be tour. doing you could do a tour you could do yeah
0: you could go to america again but do some of your segments over there cooking some of their
1: meat exactly exactly so that's where it came from there and um and he said what do you i've got to take this i said to him i've got to take this back with me i can't not take this bear back home Uh, and he said what do you want to do uh you know it's going to cost you three hundred dollars for a chest mount i said oh is that all nothing (laughs) nothing yeah his mate was a taxidermist everyone's a taxidermist you know and i said yep no problem at all so i said give me a chest mount i want it coming out of the wall fantastic anyway i got home um week later and i said to the the Missus, I said, Hey, look at this. Look at these photos. I've shot this bear. This is looking awesome. And I've got it mounted like this. And she said, if that bear comes into this house, I'm no longer in it. And I said, Oh, all right. Okay. So I've left, I've just closed it. I've shut it down. I went, okay, no problem. I rang my mate. Said, look, keep the bear over there. We'll work something out one day. No problem at all. This year, uh, actually last, last year, sorry, last year, um, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, well, I'm single. <laughs> like it's just marriage is split up anyway, years before that. Um, I'm single. I'm in my own house. I should really bring that bear over. You know, I forgot all about it. And yeah. so it's been, it was 10 years between um, the hunt and me bringing that bear over, bringing it home. And it's just a job that had to be done. Well, I needed to finish the story. And um, sure enough, I just got into it and, and I rang him up. I've got a broker. Um, I've got it all sorted out. You know, I had all the paperwork, got it all sorted out, and it's hanging on my wall. And it's just such an amazing thing. Everyone that walks yeah. into my house is like, fuck, I've wow. Never seen a, I've never seen a mountain like it. It's like, uh, yeah. And, and um, there's not many people in WA that have a black bear sitting on their wall. No, and it's no. really, it's kind of really cool. I know, yeah. you, I now know of probably half a dozen that have, but, um, you know, I say to people, oh, I've got a black bear. Oh, yeah, I've got one too. And, and we talk about it. <laughs> Yeah. You know, show each other bare photos, but it's mate I, I love it it's just part of the progress and it's part of the it's part of this you know how it that's just how it is it's great yeah. and now i look at things a lot different you know going to america they use everything everything man and i'm like wow this is um you know it's amazing it really is amazing i'll look at it in that sense like that's what we should be doing over here they they breathe that they breathe hunting you know you go down to down the road and everyone's got hunting you're talking about hunting you know you're talking about it's just common over there and we look at it i think australia is the only place where they look at hunting different um Mm. you know you go to new zealand new zealand's hunting everything hunting nz so you know some of these countries germany and and stuff it's you know hunting's accepted we don't do it over here and i'd love to make it normal it's fantastic when they got um you know the bass pro shop is like Five times as big as your Bunnings warehouse, sort of thing. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's huge. It's a big it's, it's a, a, a I spent three days park, there. Yeah. It's a theme park it, for gun owners. A, it really is a theme park for blokes. And you go there yeah. and you can buy anything you want, and guns yeah. and ammo and um yeah. clothing, you can buy fishing rods, you can buy a new boat, barbecue yeah. gear. And that's how it should be. I'd love yeah. I'd love to see that happen here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We get too many like restrictions on things. I don't know what it's like for shop owners. I've got a I'm lining up I've spoken to him about it, one of the um a gun shop owner out of Tamworth. I'm gonna get Craig on the show to talk about his um caliber country firearms over here. Yep just got to yep. line yep. it up but he's just opened uh a new indoor gun range there, which is one of the only gun ranges you can use. I think it just below a fifty cal in it. Like, but the restrictions yeah. and the problems
1: and the politics and everything that's associated with that is crazy. And- and hence the reason I took on, um, sponsor, you know, that's part of the reason I also took on sponsors just to promote what they do as well. Like the deer association, uh, Australian deer association, uh, sponsor me as well. Uh, yep. utilizing meat, um, sporting shooters association of Australia, they sponsor me and WA branch sponsors me, um, local beaten firearms sponsor me. Um, yeah, Aussie outback supplies, knives and all that sort of stuff. They sponsor me and I, I try and promote that sort of thing. You know, I promote, not only the things i use but the things that are going to help people hunting
0: yeah and i think it's, well, that, it's that's been- gonna yeah you're you're in that influence of uh of of doing that sort of thing and promotion will promote that they're just not hunting clubs it's lifestyle clubs it's a or life- organization is yep. that support a lifestyle which is yeah it's not just yeah. about killing
1: stuff it- Exactly what I'm my thing, you know, and it's exactly what Hunt Catch Cook's all about is not promoting, um, not promoting it as as what it sounds like. It's promoting it a lifestyle, yeah, and that's yeah. it. Exactly right. So that's Hunt Catch Cook right down to the end.
0: Well, yeah, that's uh, it's pretty cool, and we like what you're doing, and like followed you for a while on on the gram, and um, I just can't cook for shit. So, I'll just have to come and visit you again. <laughs> eat
1: some <laughs> of your food. <laughs> we'll have more than welcome. more up with or something. Um, yeah, mate. It's another inspirational guy, mate. I've went around yeah. and cooked sausages. for, made sausages for him. But, you know, that's, that's exactly right, mate. Um, um You, you know, you're more than welcome. I can't eat everything I cook. I've no. since found that out. I'll give a lot away. I really do. So,
0: um, I'm not sure when we'll get this podcast out, but you're going to do so your blog's going to be that sort of a blog you'll be on just be facebook instagram videos on your trip north and what you're going to eat what you're cooking and things pretty like much that. yeah yeah, yeah I'll, I'll share
1: that um time i'll share that time going um north as much as i can i'll get on and i'll do yep. uh, live so, videos of
0: what. so you're uh it's, it's so easy it's just hunt catch
1: cook you look
0: for it you'll find it on instagram and uh, facebook your website yep. uh, anywhere oh. else that
1: Yeah. A blog. um, Yeah. On, um, you know, so all the socials um, and I've got, yep. YouTube, yeah. A little bit of YouTube stuff, um, but I've got most of it. Um, I've got a blog and a group and most of my stuff's, you know, the groups for people to show me if they want to show me what they're doing, but mainly it's on the Facebook group, but mainly it's on the blog. If you follow my blog, there's like, you know, I think 50,000 watching me, watch my blog and it just shows you everything I do. It's great. And my heart and soul goes into it.
0: Oh, well, thanks for coming on and chatting with us today. We've Recapped and caught up and it's been,
1: it's been good. Um, mate, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Finally, we get to put something down. It's fantastic, mate. Thank you very much, Toby. Appreciate it.
0: No, no, thanks. For, yeah, well, I, I got it together, but um, yeah, hopefully go and check you out, like follow, subscribe to Jason and um, get some better ideas to deal with your, um, your game
1: meets thanks Jason thanks mate
0: thank you for listening to the Hunting Camp Down Under podcast if you would like any information from today's show please don't hesitate to contact us on huntingcampdownunder at gmail.com
1: or simply hit us up on any of our social media outlets on Instagram or Facebook be sure to join us next week for another awesome episode and we look forward to sharing another story from Hunting Camp Down Under off for now